Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello folks, how are you doing? I'm just here recording the usual sponsorship promo that I do at the start of my episodes. Uh, I'm in the bedroom again to record this one. Thankfully, there's no one drilling today. And that's because we actually had a word with our neighbours, politely asking if they could perhaps not use industrial drilling machinery on our bedroom wall on a Sunday morning while our five-week-old child is attempting to sleep without developing a phobia of the bedroom wall. Uh, because of the noise is coming from it. Um, I know that sounds sarcastic, but we did actually ask nicely, and thankfully they quickly stopped, of course. Because you shouldn't be doing that on a Sunday, right? Yes, right, good. Glad we sorted that out. Instead now, we've got some people in the street outside with a huge speaker playing really loud music. So that's just life. Just life in the big city, isn't it? Anyway... I'm just here to give you the usual sponsorship promo at the start of the episode. And in fact, this time, I'd like to read out an email that I received just a couple of hours ago from a listener called Peter. Just received this earlier on this afternoon. I'm recording this on Sunday. And here's what he wrote. He said, uh, he wrote, in fact, not said. Uh, I, I don't. Maybe he said it while he was typing it, but uh, it's unlikely because people don't do that. Anyway, here's what Peter wrote to me today. He said, no, he didn't say, he wrote. Oh, anyway, this is what he put in his email. He put, uh, hi Luke, I hope you're doing all right and that you have a nice weekend. Should be, and that you're having a nice weekend. I'm going to correct some of the errors in this email, just because, you know, it's for the, for the purposes of learning English. Um, just a couple of little things. Anyway, I hope you're doing all right and you're having a nice weekend. I have followed you around a year now. You followed me around? Um, You mean you followed me for around a year now? Because if you say you followed me around, that sounds a bit like you're a stalker, just kind of following me around everywhere. Um, But I don't think that's the case. Anyway, I've followed you for around a year now, and I've started to go through your history of recordings. You've helped me a lot with my English. My frustration has been, and still is, the huge gap between my understanding of English and my spoken English. So I followed your advice, and since half a year ago, I use italki, or I've been using italki. Um, Once a week, I talk with Edward, who has become a friend today, even if I do pay him for our meetings. To speak a foreign, and this is still um, Peter... Uh, writing here. To speak a foreign language is like breathing through a straw. The huge frustration and sometimes almost the feeling of panic when you understand everything and yet you aren't able to express yourself. It's really awful. But there are only two options. Stop trying to speak English or just get into it italki is the perfect tool to overcome your embarrassment. Find someone you like and trust and tell him or her about your fears and failings. And from there, you have a great chance to build up your confidence. 
There will be a sense of shame in the beginning, but I promise if you break the wall of embarrassment, you give yourself the best opportunities to improve your spoken English. I can't imagine a better way to do it. And if you're lucky, like me, you'll get a good friend who speaks native level English. And that's from my heart. So there you go. That was a message from Peter that I received today. And if it works for Peter, I think it can work for you. So you can get yourself a one-to-one teacher on italki for regular conversations or lessons at your own pace, based around your own needs, and bridge that gap between your ability to understand English and your ability to actually use it. Break away from that sense of embarrassment that you might have and start taking steps towards greater and greater confidence in English. And there is some proof there with the example of Edward, one of the teachers on italki, that uh, their teachers are friendly. It's just a flu, a few, a flu, no, a flu. flu. Uh, maybe I need to take some italki lessons as well. <laughs> Might be a good idea. Um, but italki is just a flu. A f- oh. <laughs> oh, it's been one of those days. Um, it's just a few clicks away. Uh, and you could use my special link and get a free lesson with italki teacherluke.co.uk slash talk or click an italki logo on my website it's just a a few clicks away um nothing about flu fly flu flown flu flu if you use italki maybe you could you could fly towards fly towards fluency like peter did he flew towards fluency you see okay good i made that work in the end somehow we got there in the end okay here's the jingle You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Luke's English Podcast. This is a podcast for learners of English. Are you a learner of English? Yes, you are. Good. Excellent. Well, you're listening to the right podcast. This is a podcast for you. My name's Luke Thompson. I'm an English teacher and i've been making episodes of this podcast for years now it's year 9 for this podcast and uh if this is the first time you've ever listened to this show then welcome and you're now part of a wide audience of people listening to episodes of this podcast around the world if you're not new to the podcast and uh you've been listening for some time then welcome back it's nice to have you with me again in this episode you can listen to amber paul and me as we take an online quiz to try to find out what school of philosophical thought we belong to are we empiricists epicureanists existentialists hedonists humanists platonists skeptics or stoicists listen on to find out more and to hear a full-on discussion of life, the universe, and everything. And if all those terms that I just mentioned there, empiricist, epicureanist, existentialists, hedonists, humanists, platonists, skeptics, or stoicists, if all those terms are completely new to you, well, don't worry. They might sound confusing, but don't worry. I don't expect you to be an expert in philosophy or anything, but this can be a good way to listen, to practice listening, in fact, to a slightly complex discussion in English uh, this episode, I hope. Um, I expect that those terms uh, that I just mentioned uh, just a moment ago 
aren't completely new uh, to most of you, actually, because I'm assuming that you listened to the previous episode of this podcast. Although it's entirely likely that some of you have skipped that episode and jumped straight to this one because you were attracted by the prospect of listening to Amber and Paul on the podcast again. Is that you? You might have thought, uh, I'll skip that one about philosophy and language and stuff and I'll just hurl myself towards this new Amber and Paul episode instead. Um, that may be you. Well, allow me to gently guide you back towards episode 509 at this moment because in that episode I explained what all those types of philosophy involve using various examples, including how they relate to language learning. So I highly recommend that you listen to the previous episode if you want some explanations and general clarification of some of the concepts involved in this whole discussion. It will help you to make sense of this episode a bit more, I promise. And I think the combination of this episode and the last episode should be quite useful for understanding not just the general concepts we're discussing, but also for your English too. So as you listen, watch out for some of the ideas that I was talking about in the last episode. But ideas coming, you know, watch out for those ideas just coming up in a more spontaneous conversation. Often, understanding something that you're listening to is a question of familiarity with the general subject. If you just listen to this conversation without hearing episode 509, or without having general knowledge of philosophy, which admittedly some of you might have, in fact, but um, if you listen to this without any sort of preparation in advance, let's say, the topic area might be unfamiliar to you, because it's not every day that we talk about how we understand the meaning of life, is it? So it's uh, it's possible that you haven't heard people talking about this stuff in English before. So listening to the previous episode could help you get more familiar with the topic, and that will make this episode so much more accessible. The things you'll hear will be a bit easier to understand, and it should reinforce some of the language and terms that come up in this conversation, and that should all lead to a more effective and satisfying listening and learning experience. Are you convinced yet? Yes, yes you are. You were you were convinced from the beginning? Okay. You've already heard episode 509? Just get on with it? Okay then. All right. So, in this episode, you'll hear Amber, Paul and me. Have I said this? Yes, I have. Welcome to Luke's English Podcast. You'll hear us discussing the questions uh, in a quiz that I found on Facebook, which is called Which Philosophical School of Thought Do You Fall Into? And generally, uh, you're going to hear us talking about that quiz and talking about our approaches to life in general. You can take the quiz with us if you like. You'll find the link to the quiz on the page for this episode on my website, of course. Click that link and, and you can follow the quiz with us. You can read the questions and different options uh, that we're discussing uh, and that might help you follow everything. You might need to pause the podcast sometimes in order to consider your answers on your own before hearing what we say and which options we choose. So, uh, which philosophical school of thought do you fall into? Okay, so you could follow the quiz with us or you can just listen along without looking at the quiz. It's up to you, of course. You have free will, don't you? Or do you? Maybe all of this is just predetermined, either genetically, socially, or as part of some sort of divine plan by an intelligent 
or perhaps not so intelligent creator. Now, I would just like to share some concerns with you at this point. I have a few concerns and here they are. So I recorded this episode a few months ago, actually, or this conversation a few months ago, and I've been sitting on it ever since. Not literally. I mean, I haven't literally been just sitting on the recording with my bottom. No, I mean, I've been holding on to this recording uh, and wondering what to do with it. The reason for that is that, well, the conversation didn't turn out exactly as I had planned or hoped. What I had planned and hoped was that taking this quiz with my mates, Amber and Paul, could be a fun and clear way to explore some philosophical concepts for you, my audience of learners of English. But what actually happened, as you will hear, is that we got quite frustrated by the way the quiz was written. These quizzes that you find on social media, they're always a bit annoying, aren't they? You always notice the flaws in the questioning and you wonder how accurate they really will be. And this quiz is no exception. Frankly, the questions and options don't make a lot of sense. They're quite vague and conceptual. And you'll hear that we spend quite a lot of time just trying to work out what each question actually means. There's a lot of us interpreting the quiz itself rather than discussing the philosophy. On balance, I've decided it's still worth listening to. I still think there's value in listening to us discussing things, even if it means listening to us attempting to interpret the quiz questions as well as just discuss the philosophy. So I have decided it's still worth listening to. But I just want you to know that I know that it might be quite a heavy conversation for you to contend with. Of course, abstract stuff is harder to follow than down-to-earth stuff, you know. So I'm just saying, if you get overwhelmed by this one, if it's basically too difficult to follow, then don't worry, I am aware of that. I don't mean to underestimate you, but there it is. This will probably be a slightly tricky episode. Anyway, I'm just, you know, I'm just saying that I know this is pretty complicated stuff, but I think you should listen to it anyway, because ultimately... It's Amber and Paul, and that's always fun. And uh, we do finish the quiz in the episode, so we do find out what school of philosophy we all belong to. And it will really help if you take the quiz with us. So do get your smartphone out. Does anyone call it a smartphone anymore? No, they don't. Do get your phone out and click the link on the page, or just Google which school of philosophy do you fall into. And if you're walking along in the street while listening to this and you're looking at your smartphone, please be careful where you are walking because I don't want you to be doing a different quiz later called which hole in the street did you fall into? No, it's not which hole in the street did you fall into, it's which school of philosophy do you fall into. That was a sort of a joke there, wasn't it? Okay, thanks. You can thank me later. Also, We did this recording at my place and Amber's young son Hugo was there in the background watching Andy's Wild Adventures, which is a CBeebies TV show. CBeebies, that's like BBC TV for kids. CBeebies, it's like children's BBC, CBeebies. Anyway, so Hugo, little Hugo was watching TV in the background. He was watching Andy's Wild Adventures. So I realised that you can hear the TV in the background a bit. I don't think it's too disturbing, but you can hear it a little bit. I don't expect you'll mind. You you won't mind. You don't mind, do you? No, of course you don't. 
but just in case you mind a little bit, I should like to just remind you that I don't record this podcast in a studio or anything. It's all done at home, you know, so sometimes there might be a little bit of noise of just life going on around us. Of course, we kept an eye on Hugo during the, the conversation, and every now and then we had to pause the podcast just to check up on him, and so that Amber could respond to him when he sometimes said, Mummy! which you might hear sometimes. So I just wanted to explain some of the background noises that you might hear while listening to this, and uh, some other details. Okay then, so... Get the quiz ready on your phone or your computer. The link is on the page for this episode, blah de blah Or you can just search for which school of philosophical thought do you fall into and don't fall into any holes in the street if you, you know. Okay. Don't repeat the joke, Luke. Okay, I won't. And get ready for some philosophical ramblings from three people who quite possibly don't really know what they're talking about. All right, then. No more faffing about. Let's go. Amber and Paul are on the podcast. Amber and Paul are on the podcast. Amber and Paul are on the podcast. Amber and Paul are on another podcast. Paul's a very funny boy. His laugh I very much enjoy. Amber's got a lovely voice. If I could choose an accent, hers would be my choice. Yeah. Okay, guys. So I thought that we would do a slightly more serious thing here, even though Hugo is in the background watching Andy's Wild Adventures on TV. Yeah. Um, which uh, I guess that my listeners can hear, but it's going. What that will do is it will underscore this conversation with a dramatic um, sort of uh, atmosphere, <laughs> yeah. um, and uh, the atmosphere of excitement and adventure in the background. Yes. Uh, but what I thought we would talk about now is slightly, something slightly more highbrow mm-hmm. than normal. Uh, we're going to talk about philosophy. Perfect. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, um, are you interested in philosophy? Have you ever done any philosophy, Paul? I've never studied it or done it, but yeah, I'm, I'm really interested in it. I, is it something that you can study, really? I, don't, yes. I guess it is. Yes, yeah. it is. Yeah? Yes, definitely. But mm-hmm. then what's, what, what do you do with a philosophy degree at the end? Good question. Do you become a philosopher? Don't French people have to study philosophy <laughs> for like a really long time? It's, 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 a bit of a, it's a bit of a cliche that French people are all philosophers, but I think that French people do study philosophy at school. For ages. In yeah, secondary school. We choose to or we choose not to. Yeah. France is famous for its philosophers. Yeah. For example, René Descartes, uh-huh. who said, what, all I know is that I know nothing? No, that's Socrates who said, all I know is that I know nothing. Descartes said, I think, I think theref- therefore I am. I think therefore I am. Really? Yeah. Yes. Okay. I think therefore that's how he established his own existence. I think. So basically it's a lot of people with a lot of free time. Well, it's no, it's, it's intelligent it's, people, it's, but you've got to have a lot of free time to be able to come up with something like that. I think it's about ways of thinking. You could say like comedy's a bit like philosophy because you take an idea, you play with it, you turn it around, and you try and find an angle to get in there. You do need to be a, a lot of free time. Actually, so it's people yeah. with a lot of free time are good it's at making true. jokes. Well, I mean, they, they, you could say that philosophy <laughs> is the basis of so many other things, like you know, science and psychology, maths, ethics. These things, ethics. Hmm. These things all come. From philosophy, it's a lot of logic. I'm not good at philosophy because I'm not a logical person. Don't have much free time. A lot of it is logic, right? Is it? Yeah, I I I thought it was the opposite of logic. No, because I'm I'm really like I'm I'm the most logical person I know. That it's just I don't anything that I don't understand just doesn't make sense. I'm like logically doesn't make sense. Logical people are those like they're thinkers. You know, they can work things out like a puzzle. You know, like like writing a joke. And philosophy is a lot about that. And I must find I found philosophy fascinating. I'm not. 
I'm not good at it. Some, it's quite big thinking. Essentially, <laughs> I think philosophy is all about attempting to answer all the big questions. Yeah. You know, it's the fundamental, it's the study of the fundamental nature of knowledge, reality and existence, especially when considered as an academic discipline. And yes, I am reading that. <laughs> <laughs> I am reading that definition from a, from a dictionary. I think my son's a philosopher. Wikipedia. Your son is a philosopher. The other day, there was a Van Minute, which is like a free magazine, like newspaper on, on the Metro. So I had my interview with just before. Would, oh yeah, you were just with yeah. Van Minute. Yeah, they Although did. it's the Swiss version of, 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 of that. It's, oh. I think it's originally Swiss. One day, one anyway. day you'll be the French person. Yeah. Anyway, so there's a picture of um, Spider-Man on the front cover. And, uh, and I was like, oh, and he was like, oh look spider-man he's really like spider-man and i was like oh do you think it's a real spider-man because it was like a sort of you know it looks real and he looked at me he was like no this is a picture <laughs> very good so your son was is already, about. <laughs> he's established the difference between the real spider-man and a picture of spider-man yeah and the sort of you know the simulacrum. i can't say it, you know the sort simulacrum of simulacrum or sim- <laughs> the, the semiology yes exactly of spider-man the difference between the, the spider-man himself and, an, and a representation sorry of semiology semiology is the study of signs and sign systems i know that quickly because that's one of the things i studied at university Mm. Signs and sign systems. Signs and sign systems. Yeah. Okay. So you can relate. Uh, what's that, another example? You of can that? relate that to, to films, to film theory, okay. studying films. So films are essentially uh, representations of real life. Okay. Yeah. It's not real life. I mean, yeah. arguably, unless it's a documentary of some kind. Yeah. But, you know, feature films, movies you see in the cinema, they are uh, basically a set of different um, things that signify something in the real world and there is a language of, of movies certain things are put in front of the camera in order to represent something or they're used as a symbol of something like for example if i don't know if you have um in a film if you have uh someone in a, in a cowboy movie you've got someone in a, a black clothes and a black hat what does that mean he's bad a bad guy, guy. he's a bad guy yeah. right exactly um, so that's just an example of a of the language of cinema and okay. the, the black clothes, the black hat. Maybe a certain way in which that character is introduced into the film. Mm. Yeah. Like maybe riding into town and you see them from behind. You don't see their face. They're dressed in black. The sun is setting behind them. You know, these are all signs or symbols that have been used in the language of Western cinema. Sorry, I thought you meant signs as in like give way. Well, yeah. <laughs> Well, that, that that's it. That does come into it because give way signs are part of the. It's I can't remember all the details, but there's right. different types of sign. Yeah, yeah. And, briefly, you know, Luke. Yes, I know. Brief, I know. Just briefly. <laughs> I did say that uh, this would be a brief introduction. Yeah. <laughs> but the question was, Paul, have you ever studied or no. done philosophy? Well, not 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 with not officially without, not without realizing it maybe no. um amber have you ever studied philosophy i mean uh, uh, i think it sort of it comes into things that you study in a little bit but not on its own no yeah so you never actually did philosophy on its no. on its own you did like what english english you did english okay all right so i did cultural studies which included a bit of philosophy also at a level i did uh, a combination course of religious studies and philosophy mm. so part of that was arguing wow. about the existence of god which was an interesting one i can imagine no proof so, so move on so uh, <laughs> the thing about philosophy then is that so there are different schools of philosophy yes different approaches to it okay okay so it's not just one single discipline but there are many different versions of it and what's the is there one specific um 
question or thing that they believe in differently to each other. You know, if you'd like, there's eight forms of religion. It's that the God changes in no, those it's, religions. It's, it's generally things like from what position they understand the world. So is life all about um, doing the right thing? Yeah. Or is life all about um, the relationships you have with people? Okay. Um, how so it's you, about life. Yeah, how do you establish what's what's right or wrong? Okay. For example, and there are very diff- various different ways of establishing okay. those things. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the reason that I'm doing this is because I saw on the internet, the internet, um, that thing, one of those quizzes. You know, like they have different quizzes, like which Star Wars character are you? Yeah. Which Harry Potter? And they're often so are. terrible. They're usually really you terrible. You never, like, you never. I don't know. I I did them maybe two or three times, and I was just like, nah, I don't agree with it. I thought this one was quite interesting because this one is what philosophical school of thought do you belong to? Okay. Okay. And um, I thought, hey, that one looks interesting. I'll do it. So I did it. I've, I, I actually, you I've, know already, yours. I've already done it, but um, I'm going to do it again. I did it a while ago. I can't remember all the details of what happened. So we'll see if the result is still the same. Okay. Hey. Uh, but which, which <coughs> philosophical school of thought are you in? So... This short quiz briefly assesses your philosophical world views and tells you which out of eight schools of thought you are closest. And this is going to be interesting because, um, you know, we can explore different types of philosophy and also yeah. just sort of discuss the different questions in the quiz. So will we, by the end of this episode, find out which school of thought we are all in? Yes. Which do you reckon we'll get there? Or do you reckon we'll be at the end of question one? By the end of this? <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> yeah, I don't know. We'll, 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 just... we'll see. The way we, this... we shouldn't promise to the listeners that they'll find out which school of thought. <laughs> I, I think there'll be some language in this uh, that will come up and we can learn about the language, you know, some probably quite... Uh, nice bits of language and also about philosophy itself. well I already learned a word yeah that Se- word semiology the one you just yeah, forgotten semiology. I learned a word which I've instantly forgotten Semi- semiotics yeah, I, I actually semiotics, forgot semiotics yeah. semiotics um, okay so uh, you've got the page open on your phone yes right guys it's open yeah we're going to do this in a circle so I'm going to ask Paul the first question mm, Paul okay. is going to ask Amber Amber's going to ask me okay, okay. we're so going to go round in a circle like this we're, um, we're each asking the same question. Same question. Same question. All right, yeah. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to start. So let's play. So Paul. Yeah. Uh, what is the meaning of life? Okay. And you've got different options. Okay. What's the meaning of life? Is it to avoid pain and suffering? No. Is it to? Is it about the finer things in life? For example, good food, friends, love. Is it about the, the finer things? Mm. Uh, is it about being ethical, like doing the right thing? Is it this that we just we can never know? We can we can never know what the meaning of life is, or is the meaning of life to observe the world? No. Is it to exercise our free will? Is that the most important thing for you to be able to exercise your free will? Is it to live rationally in a logical way, or is it to indulge in carnal pleasures, basically sex? Uh, Is it about enjoying yourself with sex and stuff? Well, I mean, it's or? a difficult question because for me, that's like, why are we alive? Yeah. And for me, why are we alive is to reproduce. Like, that's the... For me, like, I, I don't know, that's uh, like... We're not... Yeah, that's... I, I would... I, so none of those answers. Okay. I'm the, mm. the, the new 
the new philosopher, Unf- apparently. Unfortunately, I wouldn't say that the last one represents that, I guess, but it's not not necessarily it's not necessarily for pleasure. That's about pleasure, isn't it? Yeah, it's to reproduce and keep the the human race moving. It's the only reason. So it's just about survival. Um, uh, it's not even. It's not, it's not one of the options, Paul. Yeah, well, I, I'm out of the game then. I'll see well, you then later. I suppose Bye. you can say, you know, we we can never know. Uh, yeah, we can never know. Uh, yeah, can never know. That was way, the only one that struck a chord. Or in a way, me. like you live rationally, like there's a rationality to like we live to reproduce. End of story. There's something very no, rational maybe, there. Yeah, but then maybe the rational thing could be don't kill people. It's rational. So I didn't. I, I didn't. Wait, I, well, that's to what? live ethically. Yeah, that's a different thing. I, I'm going to go for the, we're never going to know we can never know okay. the unknown okay alright so Paul you've got to ask the same question to Amber now. Okay. Yeah, Amber so, m- do you want me to say the answers no again? I've got them here you've got them here uh, meaning of life now, I, I would like it to be um, to be ethical um, or rational um, but it's actually the finer things in life really yeah what, like what kind of things I think in life the things that matter are your friends and your family and having nice food and creating nice moments. You know, I, I agree with that. But that's a different question, I think. You, you've answered what... what uh, what's the most important what's the, thing? What, yeah, what's the most important thing in life? That's mm-hmm. not the question now, is it? It's what is the meaning of life? Why are we here, right? Well, it depends how you take it. What because is our, what's our purpose? Yeah, that's what, that I, that's what I understood. What's our purpose? Yeah. I don't think we have a purpose as such. Right, um, that's that's my thing. That's like why I'm. So if I don't think there's a purpose, we may as well just do nice things. And I also think by doing nice things, not selfish things, like not just nice for me. Like you know, you can the you know it, here it says finding things in life. Friends love good food. You know, by making nice food, you know, you care about the things that you buy, how you buy them, cooking them for your friends. You know, creating these nice moments. So creating pleasant moments doing nice mm. things I think that's what it's about I don't feel like I've, I've got a higher purpose or that I make much difference to the world like I don't think you know I think you should live ethically that's definitely for sure but I don't know that's necessarily why I'm here yeah. and ethics are so very what does it mean anyway well, so I'd say find yeah. things in life I'm like well I'm, I'm I wouldn't say we're here to live ethically because ethically came, we created ethically we created the, the human race created ethics so that's not. We didn't come here to create ethics to then, uh, in my opinion. A lot of people would disagree with that and say that humans didn't create ethics. Oh, really? That it was the ethics were created by God. Oh. Well, yeah, but then that's a whole other thing. Then that's a religious debate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, okay. Mm. Interesting question. So, well, I mean, I do think finer it's important to live ethically, but I'm going to say finer things in finer life. Finer things in life. Okay. So, if you so, mark that for yep, Amber. Done it. Yep. Okay. So, for me, avoid pain and suffering, finer things in life, be ethical. Uh, we can never know to observe the world, exercise our free will. Well, I, I agree with you, Amber. I think that it's about the finer things in life that ultimately, um, I guess. Yeah, it's, it's hard to know. It, it, <laughs> because we created the finer yeah, things in life. The, the su- we created nice food. <laughs> but the, but the, su- the suggestion is that maybe we've been put here for some sort of purpose. But mm. I, I don't think we have. I think that we just happen. Yeah. We've happened by sort of random chance. I think that, so. That, uh, you know, um, I don't know. I don't, I don't believe in a system where uh, we've been put here as agents of some higher power to, mm. to fulfill some sort of plan personally. So I think, yeah, in, since we're here, we, we have to just enjoy things. Yeah. But, you know, that doesn't mean I don't agree with the whole idea of ethics. I think that ethics is obviously very important. It's in, mm, important definitely. to try and do the right thing to prevent pain and suffering mm. as much as possible. But that's for other people. I think we're here to try and make the world a better place for everyone to live in 
um, while we're on the planet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in, for me, it's like the people around us. So, you know, try and have a nice life, but also try and help other people have a nice life as well. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go for the same one as you, Amber. Find the finer things, in life. things mm-hmm. in life. Okay. okay, here's the next question. Um, Paul, what is divinity? What is divinity? Okay, uh, what is divinity? For example, is it the same as my idea of God or gods? Uh, is it, who knows? Is it, there is no divine or is divinity a standard by which to live our lives? I don't know. It's not a very nice question, is it? No. What do you understand by the question? I don't understand anything. Okay. Which which of these As usual. Which of these statements do you agree with? That, it's, it's, it's a weird thing because for the first question I agree with everything on there. Yeah. Mm. As a way of living my life now that I'm here, like you were just saying, now that I'm here, yeah, I want to appreciate the fine things. I want to be ethical and be responsible. Yeah, I want to, I can't remember the other answers now, mm-hmm. uh, but I want to do all of that while I'm here. But I don't think that's why I'm here, is to do yeah. all of that. I don't think I'm here for any specific reason, but I would like to do all of those, thi- all of those things while I'm here. Yeah. Um, well, I guess you, you just have to put one above all the others. You have to try and rank them. But that's more of a way, that, for me, that question is what, how do you want to live your life? Here are the answers. It's not the same. For me, that, yeah. those answers don't correspond to that so question. Essentially, what's happening is here, here is instead of discussing the philosophy, we're discussing the, the quiz. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're, we're just <laughs> picking... Well, I don't know. I, I, I think I'm the only one having a problem with it. Just for me, those answers that we had in the that previous ones are not the answers to the question. Yeah, They're an answer to another question that should be asked. Like, how do you want to live your life? I think this means that you're a philosopher, Paul, because you, yeah. are, you are questioning the, uh, the fundamental principles behind the, the quiz. Mm. The, the, the assumptions that have been used as the basis <laughs> yeah. for this I'm quiz. I'm a pain in the ass, basically. No, well, I, I mean, they're no, fair questions. I think this is a logical, pragmatic... But that was the last question, and you yeah, answered okay, what is divinity? I don't know what that word means. I've never heard that word used in it. I've only like I've only heard the word used combined with God, a okay. divine God. Well, let me just ask you this question instead. Which of these statements do you agree with? You have a God. You have a God. Uh, I don't know what divinity is. There is no such thing as the divine, or uh, there is a standard by which to live our lives. There is a higher standard which we need to use to live our lives by. Which of those things do you agree with? Forget the word divinity. Which one do you... Do you, you have a God? Do you have a God? No. No, all right. Second one, I don't know. Third one, <laughs> there is no such thing as divine or divinity. Well, you've just said to forget... Divi- how can I forget? Right. <laughs> there is no such all thing right. as... Because divi- <laughs> food can be divine. You can say, oh, that, that, yeah, that, that, that Paul, tart was divine. I'm, I don't know what I'm the word means. I'm choosing for you. The, you. You don't know. I don't know. Okay. Go. Okay. The right. answer is who knows. Amber. Sorry, I'm making this more complicated than <laughs> it needs to be. <laughs> it's fine. No, that's the point. That's the whole point. Mm, Amber. I, I mean, I have no God. I don't believe in the God or gods. I do think there's a human standard by which we should all live our yeah. lives. I do think that there is a standard which goes above religion and c- culture and everything and is the same fundamentally for everyone. That basically we need to try and, you know, uh, make sure that we don't... <sighs> well, that we, res- that we respect. <laughs> do to others as you would have them do to you, that kind of yeah. thing. Yes. It's not, a, not necessarily a divine morality, but a certain standard that we need to use in order to in, in order to live successfully on earth without blowing each other up yes definitely yes. I think there's a human standard yeah I think, there, I think we all agree, and I think we all agree on it something to do with the universal Decla- declaration of human rights that kind of hey, thing hey Siri kind of thing. define the word divine 
Divinity. Hey Siri, define the word divinity. The state or quality of being divine. That helps. Thanks a lot, Siri. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> uh, um, right. So I'd say, um, what is divinity? A standard by which to live our lives. I, that's what I'll go with. Okay. All right. Have you selected that for her? Uh, standard. Standard. There we go. Luke, divinity. Well, I, I think divinity just means relating to God. I think that's what divine means. It means of God. Uh-huh. I think divinity is all about relating to God. Now, I don't have... Uh, I don't follow a particular religion, so I don't have a, a, a God that I believe in. I know all the religious people now are deeply shocked by this, but uh, are they? I don't know. Um, I, I think, who knows? I, I who don't knows? know. I think yep. divinity is, is a, um, I think it's probably who made up by people. Knows? It's a word. It's, it's the concept, I think, was created by humans. That just happens to be what I believe. So uh, I don't know, really. Who knows? Okay. Yes. Okay. What's going to happen in this quiz? Who, what? <laughs> What philosophical schools are we going to belong to? I wonder. I don't know. I don't we, know. Is there one called I don't know? Is there is there a philosophy? I don't Definitely. That's I don't, the French school of thought. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know-ism. I don't know-ism. Yeah. Uh, oh, all right. Just a next question. Okay, Paul, here's the next one. Mm-hmm. Okay. What is reality? <laughs> the matrix. Reality can be discovered through logic. So we can work out what reality is by using logic. For example... I feel things, I experience things, yeah. so I'm having thought, yeah. uh, therefore, I yeah. exist, yeah, yeah. right? I think, mm-hmm. therefore, I am. I think, therefore, I am, right. Well. Next one is, it doesn't matter what reality is, as long as there is good food and good company. <laughs> like, it just doesn't matter, as long as they're, uh, I'm with good people. As long as you're having people. a nice time. As long as you're yeah. having a nice time, it doesn't really matter. Third thing is, science can teach us all we need to know about reality. Sounds like logic, it sounds like the logic one, but anyway, no. science can teach us everything we need to know about reality. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Reality is free will. Okay. So your ability to do what you want to do is what defines reality. Okay. And that's complicated, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, reality is what we sense. It's just what we see, what we hear, what we smell, what we feel, what we taste. Yeah. Or I've got no idea. Uh, I'm going to go for the second to last one now. What we see here, feel, this, yeah. what we sense. All the things that yeah, we the can thing, sense. Yeah. Okay. okay. All right then. Uh, Paul, your turn to ask Amber. Yeah, Amber. Uh, well, I think this is a really interesting problem. I mean, I'd definitely say logic wouldn't take us there because logic can take us in many places in the same way statistics can. Logically, this happens, therefore this is the case. But like causation and, you know, what, what's the expression? It's not necessarily linked causation uh, causality is not um consequences are not related to the causes i can't remember the expression but sometimes logic can be flawed logic can definitely be flawed even though you can get to somewhere on a very logical way yeah. and it does logically sort of follow it doesn't mean it's right there are very there are various logical fallacies as well which can appear to be logical but actually which end up taking you to the wrong place exactly as well, exactly yeah. so logic as a system is not necessarily perfect in the same way that science has i mean a lot to be said for it like i do like science i think that it can take us into lots of areas but there's you know it's limited it's a it's a it's a a, a, you know it's a a way of looking at things what we sense see here i mean that's part of reality but that sounds like logic to me that also sounds i don't know no what we sense and see in here is 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 not really logic that's just about um your uh, your own feelings uh, specific experience Mm. i mean i'd say i mean that is a good one because 
but I feel that there's a lot of things that we that we don't sense or see or hear or smell and doesn't mean they're not real. Can I just give an example of this? If yeah. I mean um I could we could use the flat earth debate as an example. <laughs> Good right? debate. Because you know, I talked about it on the podcast recently, yeah. so it's a subject that I've been thinking about. So what is reality? Could be what's the reality? Is the earth flat or round? And how do you establish that fact? So is it discovered through logic? Do you use certain types of logic, for example? Uh. You know, for example, I you know, um we can use maths to work out that the earth is round because when um there's a certain uh, you can measure the curvature of the Earth and then you can sort of uh, use maths to work out that curvature and establish that the whole Earth is round or other bits of evidence that you know you can put together. Uh, so that's the logic one. Uh, it doesn't matter as long as there's good food and good, good company. Well, you don't who care. Cares, you know, yeah. Who cares as long as we're drinking nice wine? Uh, <laughs> science can teach us all we need to know about reality, for, So, which I think is like an extension of the logic one, that we can use scientific tests to work out whether the earth is flat or yeah. round, mm-hmm. uh, that reality is free will. I don't know how that relates to the flat earth debate, really. Mm. Uh, free will. Um, and then the, the, the other one was, it's about what we sense, yeah, and what yeah. we see, hear, smell. So if, you can, if, if the earth looks flat to you, then it's flat. Yeah. You see. So you can see that's limited because, you know, sometimes we can't see everything. No, no, yeah. So mm-hmm. that one is perhaps limited. Well, no, there. but we, like, yeah, you can't see the earth is round, but you can if you've watched anything I mean it might all be fake stuff as well but, but if, when you've watched a guy jump out of a thing uh, with a parachute from space and you see the, the earth that is, so yeah that's yeah. why I chose this, the things that I can see right. for me so or see and hear and the, the thing that would convince you really I mean you probably believe all the maths and science and the things we've been told but the thing that would convince you really would be it gets, if you went out into space and you saw the earth yeah. from a distance and you could see that it was round yeah but, the, but the, yeah, the logic backs it up for me so for me, like uh, I'll initially go with what I see here, like what I sense first, yeah. and then if I have any questions about that, if I question it for some reason, then I go to logic to back me up on it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm. You know, if somebody says to me, uh, "The new iPhone is uh, a lot more fragile than the previous one," if I see it and I see and I'm like, I, well, I don't see anyone's iPhone smashed. Then I'm like, well, it, in my mind, it yeah. must be stronger because I can't see yeah. it being more fragile yeah. unless somebody scientifically proves uh, that that uh, that it is more fragile. And it's a terrible example, but no, do you know what I mean? Like, I do know what you mean. Yeah, you, you basically trust your own your own experience. I trust so. my own stuff, and then if I don't, then I ask science, and then if I still doesn't do, then I just go, all right, cool. Mm. I don't know, and this is so. Weird. Which one is it if, that you've chosen? Is I went sense. with sense. Yeah. yeah okay, Amber. Um. Well, I'd say I don't know. I mean, because what you know, I mean, the one about drinking and eating—that's ridiculous. You can't be there <laughs> having a cup of tea as the world burns around you, and is, you're like, "It's one of the answers." To all wait, these wait, wait, what, oh, wait, it's not. It's what is reality. It's not what should we do. It's, it's what is reality. But it doesn't matter so long as there's good food and good company. That I mean, I matter. Mean, it does matter. If we maybe we should use another example question here. Is like uh, one question that I heard on the Infinite Monkey Cage, that mm-hmm. podcast about science. Yeah. Mm. Um, was, is uh, reality a simulation? Mm. Uh, how do we know if we're living in the matrix or not? Mm-hmm. You know? um, and so that's a question. Are we living in a simulation? And it, maybe you might say, well, I don't care if I'm living in a simulation. As long as the wine tastes good and the company's good and I'm having a good time, then I don't care if it's a simulation. So that's what the it doesn't matter as yeah, long as there's good food is, means. But see, depending on the question, I would change my answer. Because if you said to me, is life a simulation? I would answer, I don't care as long as there's good food and good company. 
Whereas what is reality for me is what I can hear, sense. And so, yeah, I can hear and sense all this reality stuff, but maybe I am in a, in a sort of matrix thing and, and is, well, there's another thing behind just mm. like the film. And if there is great, if there isn't, I don't care. Cause I'm, I'm living what I'm living. So again, this is a problem with the, with the question. With it's the a test. problem with the question. I've got a problem with this question, with this test. It's a problem with the test because you can't choose more than one answer. No, yeah. it's not that. It's just the, for me, the questions don't match the answers. Sorry, the answers don't match the questions. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. Um, if it Sorry. was too easy, there'd be no discussion. I know. So, uh, I'm speaking too much. I, 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 no, 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 no not fine. at all. I think questioning the test is fine. And I understand, you know, I agree that there's always, there are always problems with these tests. That's not why we're doing this. It's not like, hey, this is the perfect test. That's not the point of this. The point of this is... It should be. Why have you not chosen a perfect test? The point is, let's talk about philosophy. <laughs> yeah, all right. I would say I don't know. I've got no idea. You don't know? Okay. No idea. I'd say, yeah. No idea. Okay. And Paul, you chose uh, senses. Senses. Okay. Luke. Um, oh, wait, I need to look at the options again. Um, oh, Science can teach us. It's really cool. All we need to know about reality. Yeah, of course. <laughs> it doesn't matter so long as there's good food and good company. We, what we sense, see, hear, smell, feel, taste. Reality I, can be discovered I, through I, logic. I, I quite like the idea that science can teach us all we need to know about reality. All that we need to know about reality. I mean, mm-hmm. what do we need to know about reality? We need to know what's safe and what's, uh, you know... Uh, uh, what will work and you know how to get energy and how to uh, get the right amount of food to, to feed everyone and all that sort of thing well because you can also argue that bad that science isn't re- isn't as science becomes more sophisticated maybe it can teach us because there's lots of things you know that there's soft sciences as well it's not just science in you know labs but as science becomes better and better, because a lot of times people say, oh, you know, what you feel or what you think or, you know, families or, you know, lots of these things which can't be covered by science. Actually, as science seems to get better and better, they are able to sort of pinpoint how emotions are made and how links mm. are made between visual stuff. You know, maybe science does teach us all we need to know. Maybe as science gets better, maybe our science is too flawed. But if science was optimum, it really would teach us everything we needed to know. Oh, I don't know. I, I think science can teach us all we need to know about Should I click science? Yeah, go on. Okay. All right, then. Ooh. Ooh. I, feel, I feel a bit annoyed now because um, I feel like this, <laughs> this test is, is more complicated and confusing than, than, than not. You know, I thought that hopefully this would allow us to talk in a clear way about all these philosophical <laughs> ideas. Uh, I feel like it's just making things more complicated. Uh, so, Paul, what yeah. happens after death? Right. I prefer this question. I feel like this is an easier question to I, talk about. I haven't about. looked at the answers yet, but mm. I'm already feeling that the question is going to be easier to answer for me than the rest. I feel like this is a yeah. much more... Who cares as long as there's good food and wine? Is that one of the answers? <laughs> is it? Well, I, I think so. So what happens after death? Uh, is it, number one, we cease to be after death. We just stop existing. Yeah, you can put that one down straight right. away. Or what matters is the time before we die and after oh, we're born, which is the good food and good wine option. <laughs> I don't know. Or it's we commune with the divine, meaning we, we meet God. Right. Um, the real answer is I don't know uh-huh. because nobody knows because no one has died and come back to tell us what happens. Uh, but I believe that the first one is the answer, that we just stop being. Like, it, for me, it's... For me, I, I think that it's the same as before you're born. Yeah. That there's just nothing. You, there was, there's nothing. Before the age of, like, one, there's nothing. Right? You, in your mind, you're not, like, you, you don't remember. No one remembers anything before they're one. Some people do. Do they? Do they actually, though? You know those people that have those incredible memories? They remember everything. Yeah, yeah. Their whole life. Do they actually remember the stuff from before there's they were one? one woman. She, her earliest memory, I think she's very, very tiny. Very, very, like, she's only a few days old but I mean it's incredibly rare 
There's but no ha- has that her. been proven though? As in, like, has, arguably not. Has uh, has her parents confirmed that? Is it not just a video uh, that she remembers? No, she's one of those when... people that remembers everything. You know, yeah. those you know, there's like one in a few million. They just Maybe, remember okay. everything. Anyway, I I think uh, cease to be. It's again the question <clears throat> is not is not is not appropriate. For me, the question, because there's two different things here. Yeah. What, like for me, it's, it should be, what do you believe happens after death? Mm-hmm. Here are the answers. Yeah. Mm. Because the, the answer I don't know is the correct answer <laughs> that no one knows. I mean, it's objectively the correct answer. Uh, objectively the yeah. correct answer. Yeah, but Nobody knows. Even if you believe that you're going to be in, you're going to drink right. with a divine, well, you, know, you don't know. But the, the purpose yes. of this quiz is to establish your philosophical school of thought. Yeah, yeah. So other people would answer that differently. Other people would say that you meet God. And that would put them in a theological category. But again, that would be their answer to the question, what do you believe happens after you die? Yeah, That's exactly. But the not point, what happens, not actually what happens. The point of the quiz is not to establish what happens after you die it's to establish how you answer the question of Paul what happens right, after though, you die because the question should be it is a different question what happens to what you believe happens because what happens is we don't know we don't nobody we don't knows know. no one can yeah, say that they know that, do, that then does that's what, that's the, that's that's the what fundamental aspect of faith that's what faith is mm-hmm. it's about belief yeah rather than fact yeah i know i know oh, that but arguably. but uh i know it's but it's not about which one is the right school of thought it's just no, I'm not saying of- it is. It's just the question's wrong again. That's my point. Is it, is it should be what do you believe happens? Right, after? exactly. Well, because, just- because then you can choose, you can have a debate about, oh, you believe we go into heaven yeah. and we see our family again. Oh, you believe nothing happens. You believe we're going to hell. You believe this, you believe that. Yeah. But the fact that it's just, it's, it, the, the question is not what do you believe, it's what happens after death. And the real answer to that is, I don't know, because nobody knows. Right. No one knows for sure. They believe that they know, okay. but they don't know. Because okay. no one's come back to them. All right. Well, what do you believe happens after death? Well, if that's the question we're answering, yes. then I believe that we just stop being. Okay. So, number one. Yeah. Okay, all right. But if we're answering the question, I don't know. <laughs> if we're going to go with believe, I, the same. I, I, we, we cease to be. We cease to be. Well, it, but uh, Sorry, I said believe, but the question doesn't say believe. Okay. It just says what happens after death. Okay, so I don't know. I don't know. Okay, Amber? I mean... I mean, I don't know. Don't know <laughs> I don't either. know. I, I don't also know. don't know. Right. Let's say we all don't Great. know. None of us know. Can we have the next shit question? <laughs> <laughs> are, are our lives predetermined? Oh, are our lives predetermined? predetermined. You've got it. Uh, is this another one? Do you believe our lives are predetermined or no. are they predetermined? Are our lives predetermined? And I don't know. Is there an option for I don't know? I don't know. Yes. Or right, no. well, I don't know then. It's I don't I know don't. or no or yes. <clears throat> so I don't know for you. Uh... Okay, let me think about it more, though. Um, well, wait a minute. While you're thinking, Amber, you can talk about your answer. Because otherwise it's just Paul talking about, sorry, yeah. about philosophy, Pre-de- which is great. It's fine, but... Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Predetermined. Well, there's two aspects there. There's predetermined in a sort of divine sense, you know, like there's a plan which we follow. And there's also predetermined in a sort of cultural sense. You know, we... You know, the place that you start indicates the place that you're more likely to end. You know, you're born with privilege in a certain environment to a certain family. Chances are you're going to be like that. You know, you're going to follow a certain path. Is that a kind of predetermination? You know, you're born to a crack you know addicted woman in you know skid row and like you're you're left on the street i mean there's some sort of feeling that you're not going to end up well is that your choice or is that predetermined that's not a divine sense but 
you know, so you, that's the, valid. The, the social predeterminism, mm. yeah, rather than uh, divine divine predeterminism. <laughs> and then, what about uh, people who have uh, kind of grown up in those circumstances and then have have who managed? Who, who, yeah, who like sort of... I, I'm thinking of like Richard Pryor, the comedian who grew up in a whorehouse and, in in a sense, on paper was predetermined to not end well in it and, and yet eventually he is he became, the exception he became, not the rule he, be, he became one of the highest paid film stars uh, of a certain year I can't remember which year it was but he was in Superman 3 was he? and he was uh, certainly the highest paid black actor of his time okay um, and um, so yeah the, I mean Social predeterminism, it's an interesting one. Mm. Well, I mean, I just, I mean, because he's remarkable for many reasons. And, and and that's fantastic that he was able to do that. But he's very much the exception. Yeah. The majority will not be able to do that. Hold mm. on, I've got an interruption. What's wrong, Lou? So well, what's your answer, though? Um, so I, I do think that we are constrained by social predetermination, but... Mm. Mm. I don't know. No, I suppose. I suppose not. You know, we can escape, but it's very, very, very hard. It's very, very unlikely. It's very hard to escape the social context in which you're mm. uh, born into. Yes, but not impossible. No. So that suggests then that although so- social factors seem to uh, put you in a certain direction, it's not. Uh, absolute that you, mm. you it is possible to get out of those things in yeah, some cases yes. so it's not totally predefined then so yes i'm going to go with no okay oh, no. so no i i don't know I, I don't know how you can establish whether or not all of this is planned in advance or not i, mm. I don't know how you can prove it no i don't know how you can prove that this is all random i believe that it is random there we go back to beliefs beliefs again yeah. i believe that this isn't predetermined, but I don't know how I could prove that. Mm. But also, yeah. I don't know how I could prove that it is predetermined. Yeah. You know? I, I, in a sense, I feel uh, more convinced by the idea that it's not predetermined. It's a horrible place we live if it is predetermined. If this is pre, Yeah, I don't really want to believe that, <laughs> that Such God... Such a grim... Yeah, I don't want to believe that God has planned all of this and that, you know, children who die horrible deaths uh, is all part of a plan mm. and that the suffering and pain and the wars and the famines and all the terrible things are all part of some plan because if that is predetermined then what on earth is god doing why does he let these terrible things happen um so i i i think that if there is a god and the god has uh, the god uh, has planned all these things then i don't want to believe in that then mm. because you know why? Why should we believe in this psycho? So are you saying no, or you don't? So I'm know? saying I don't know. Okay, and I'm, I'm clicking. Yeah, you don't okay, know. I don't okay. know. All right then. I said no, yeah. Paul. Uh, for me, it's similar to the previous question in the sense of what do you believe and what, what is. Yeah. What is? I don't know. I don't know if it's predetermined or not. I believe that it isn't. I, I'm very similar to Amber in that sense. I think that yeah, you know, <clears throat> certain people who are born in a certain social situation or cultural situation uh, will have a, 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 a like pre, not predetermined 
career path or anything like that, but a predetermined, okay, roughly you'll have a, you know, if you're born into a decent family, you'll probably end up with a decent job. You'll probably end up, you know, if you're in a rich country, you'll probably end up being all right. Whereas if you're born in a, you know, in a third world country, then you probably won't be. Again, there's exceptions to that. There's people in, 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 you know, in rich countries that end up, you know, really, um, uh, in the shit and then there's other people in third world countries that don't so I, I think I think you you do have a certain amount of choice and uh, control over what happens to you in life there's also a part of you that doesn't you know like there's for me like one of the moments in my life where I thought I've got no control over what happens although you could argue that I did was uh, when I did my A-levels and I, I, I had two choices of university I had my top choice and my second top choice that uh the fact that I ended up at my second choice of university was completely out of my hands because some guy decided that he wasn't going to let me into my first choice, even though I kind of uh, had the requirements to go into it. So I ended up going to my second choice university, which led me down this path of I got a part-time job at Apple, I traveled the world, I got the friends that I did, and I ended up where I am now. If I went to my other university, like that was a turning point in my life. It was like, okay, my life probably would have ended up completely different if I had ended up at this other university. And that was something that was kind of out of my control. Unless you go through the thing of like, well, actually, if you'd have actually studied properly and really smashed the grades completely, then you would have been into your top choice university regardless of that guy's choice. Mm. Mm. So it's a difficult thing. I don't know. I, I, I think we have certain choices that lead to things that we do and don't do that's not predetermined. Like I, for me, it wasn't predetermined that I was going to quit my job at Apple. How do you know? How do you know that wasn't predetermined? Well, I mean, it could be, but I, for, I don't believe that it was. I believe that I made that choice, and I was like, I'm leaving the company because I chose. It wasn't, it wasn't a choice that was made by somebody else. Okay. Uh, but the real answer to the question is I don't know. Because that, the question they're asking is, what happens? Hmm. I've, the next question <clears throat> afterwards is, is, is a more like, oh, okay, cool. Like, what do you believe kind of stuff, you know? Okay. What, so okay. I'm going to say I don't know. But you don't know. Um, guys, I'm, you know what? I'm worrying at yeah. this point. I'm, what? I'm worried that like, this is boring for my listeners. Do you think this is? What? I don't, maybe. I don't know. You need, they need to be doing it with us. They need to be doing this quiz at the same time. They do, Should we go they? through it more quickly? Uh, I guess so. Yeah. yeah uh, right. We've been doing this for 41 minutes. Okay. I don't, I don't although know if, although I don't, we had a, a 40... No, we didn't. A forty-minute intro. No, no we didn't. No. I don't. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> wait a minute. It's, wait, wait, it's because wait. we're not laughing. That's why it's, yes. we think they're getting bored. It's serious. Yes. It's probably uh, a serious, good conversation. I don't I know if they're finding this boring or not. Well, let's try to just be do it. more. Uh, it's a quiz. It's let's a, not take it too seriously. Yeah. Let's move on. Clarity let's pick as well. Up the pace. We need to try and be. Yeah. Okay. Right. So next question is. Let me ask you, so you can start thinking first. What is most important to you? Closeness to the divine good friends the ability to observe i wish i could know pleasure being human free will or rational behavior pleasure rational behavior i wish i could know free will good friends the ability to observe being human closeness to the divine um num, num, num. Uh, uh, i think it's probably good friends pleasure is obviously important but so i don't expect to always have pleasure all the time the ability uh, to uh, observe. Uh, rational behavior uh, i don't I don't think I always act rationally. It sounds a bit boring. I wish I could know what's most important to me. I kind of quite like that question because sometimes I don't feel like I know really. Uh, mm. Free will, 
I don't believe that we have total free will. I think there are always restrictions. Mm-hmm. Even things mm-hmm. like the laws of physics are restrictions on freedom, <laughs> aren't they? You know, if, if, if I had free will, I'd be able to just fly or do anything. I don't have free will. Good friends, I think that's very important. I think be- that Does being human mean as opposed to being a cat? I don't know. I think, I think it means. Does about, it mean being like a human? Does it mean about being sort of empathetic? Like being, I kind of take being, it no, to be being humane. No, I know, but I'm what, humane. But yeah. like, no, but being like, like you <laughs> no, know. No, I know what you know. What humane. I, I, I like this. <laughs> I know what you. I know that you know what humane means. I just meant that. Do you think that it? This means being humane. It says being human, but it no. should be being humane. No, no, no. I think it just means you know. You know the fundamental humanness. The like, next question is, what is being human? <laughs> <laughs> not being a cat. Not being a cat. Yeah. Enjoying food and drink. It doesn't matter. I don't know. Yeah. All right, Luke. What's your answer? Go for it. Oh, my answer is uh, it's it's good friends. I think. Good friends. Uh, yeah, I th- I think that's most important. Yeah, that, I agree. That um that that's very important to our happiness. So I think good friends. Amber, oh. I don't know. Oh, I think Amber. it's like being human. All right. Like caring about people. So it's a bit like good friends. Okay. okay. Might regret that. Okay. So Luke, you said good friends. Okay. And, and Paul? Uh, bit, uh, good friends. Good mm-hmm. friends as well. Okay. Yeah. All right then. All right, Amber, I'm going to ask you the okay. question. What word do others use to describe you? Mm-hmm. Fun, undecided, unemotional, depressing, alert, cool, wise, or friendly? <sighs> Depends what people they are. I mean, unemotional, no. I get very emotional. Fun, sometimes. Friendly, not always. Depressing, I hope not. Wise, not really. Undecided. I'm quite, I do find decision-making difficult. Yeah. <laughs> I do find decision-making difficult. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Might go with undecided. Okay, undecided it is. Luke? Um, oh, I've forgotten. I didn't see the answers. Um, no, it's right. d- depressing, no. Unemotional, no. I can be emotional. Cool. Yeah, I'm cool. Yeah, you're cool. People are like, yeah, Luke's cool, man. He's a cool dude. Fun. Uh, I, I think I'm more friendly than fun. I'm, obviously, I'm very fun. Uh, friendly. I'm a, I'm I think a, we should decide for I'm Luke. I'm a very fun person, obviously. But well, no, but I think this is important friendly. because you, it's, it's a view of yourself. You know, mm. It's not what other people... Undecided, alert, wise. Not yet. Maybe when I'm older and I've got grey hair, I'll be <laughs> a wise old man like Obi-Wan Kenobi or something. Hopefully. Um, I... I reckon friendly. Friendly. Okay, then. Friendly. Would you agree um, with that? Yeah, I would. Yeah, uh, yeah I would friendly agree with that. I, I, uh, you said undecided. I'm not sure that I'd, I'd ever describe you as undecided. <laughs> I, I, friendly is the same. Yeah. Well, because uh, we're friends. We friendly. are friendly. Yeah, that's the thing. my life, uh, yeah, yeah. fucking undecided. Um, Again, it depends on the other people, yeah. So I'm going to say friendly yes. for you. Okay, I'm clicking yeah. it. And Paul, what about you? Yeah, it's probably the same. Either that or fun, maybe. I don't even fun. think I'm that fun. You are. I don't you're, know. Yeah, you're a laugh. You of course you are. <laughs> you're a laugh. <laughs> Let's do fun to be different then. Fun. All right then. So, um, next question, Paul. Oh. What is the best way to describe your moral code? <laughs> <laughs> your moral code, your morality. I don't really have one. If everyone likes me, I'm morally good. So it's based on popularity. Yeah. There is no moral code. You're a psychopath. Uh, I, as long as I do not suffer... I am being moral. Okay. So m- morality is based on whether or not you suffer. Yeah. Um, we must constantly examine what is moral and immoral. The moral code is irrelevant. Morals are determined by their benefit to humanity. And if it makes me feel good, it's the right thing to do. 
Okay, none of those answers, to be honest. Uh, how would you answer that question then? Uh, similar to the question we said, like, do unto others as you would, whatever the. Do, so that's, isn't that like your, is your benefit, benefit to humanity, humanity. is determined yeah. by your benefit Oh, is that, is that one of the answers? It's one of the benefit. answers. I wouldn't what? say it's my benefit to humanity. No, it's just... morals are determined by their benefit to humanity. Right. So let's... Oh, by their benefit to humanity. Well... So let's say you've got a moral question, you've got a moral decision to make, yeah. and, and what's the basis for the decision? So, I don't know, what's a, a typical moral decision that you have to make? Well, I mean, should you fly? Is that a moral... De- oh, yeah, because of carbon dioxide emissions. Hmm. Should you fly because it's bad for the environment? Oh, uh. So isn't that a moral question? It could be a moral question. Yeah, it might become one more serious one in a, in a, f- in a few you, if years. You, if you see, think that someone's behaving inappropriately at work, not a Weinstein, but something like yeah, that, yeah. Sh- should you call it out? I, uh, <laughs> you should, but it depends on the situation, whether you do or not. Should I you think. drop litter on the floor? I think the, I think my answer is going to be you, quest, you constantly question the things of monarchy. So we must constantly examine what is moral and immoral. Yeah, because I think I think that changes over time and over the over how cultural how culture evolves and how society evolves over the years. Because it's things that fifty years ago were not were moral, and now they're not. You know, right? So it's a shifting sands, shifting sands. I think so. Yeah, yeah. for me, it's that. Okay. For, yeah, I I I mean, yeah, it's it, like it, I, it, I I like to have I like to enjoy life and I like to have pleasure as long as it doesn't impede other people. Yeah. having doing the same thing. Okay. All right then. Ah, so it's about the benefit to humanity then, isn't it? Mm. Whether it benefits or not to humanity. I don't know if it's benefiting humanity like as a whole. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, whether you fly. Well, that might be a, a, like, should you fly or should you not? Because that, that whole thing is benefiting humanity. But like uh, a, 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 a more moral question, it's not benefiting humanity. It's just maybe benefiting or not one person is, uh, should, do, do, should I park my car, double park my car and, and on the street and block somebody else in because I need to get to a meeting. Yeah. Uh, and it's my meeting, so it's important to me. But this guy might... You know, his wife might be pregnant. He might need to go to the hospital at any point, uh, and he's blocked in by my car. So then, that's it's, it's not really benefiting humanity. Sounds like humanity to me, no? It's it's a bit, just yeah. one guy, but it still counts as part of humanity. If and you it, want to put and, that, and then put that. Yeah. What if what if your car was going to block a hundred guys? That would make it sort of mm. worse, wouldn't it? Or a thousand uh, people? Yeah. Well, I guess it's the whole thing of like robots. You know, uh, robot. Like uh, now that we've got automated cars, cars that drive themselves. There's going to be a, a morality built into these cars at some stage, which is like, okay, so there's a child that's running across the street. Does the car kill you and crash into the tree into the side and avoid killing the young child? Or does the car just hit the child and keep going and you survive? How do you build that morality into an automatic, a car that has to make decisions about traffic and stop? Does it stop and kill you, the, the owner of the car? At the at the cost of or at the the gain of um, uh, child's a, life. a child's life, or does it uh, does it or if there's you and two other people in the, you know there's there's all these questions for automated cars that mm. that that they have to build in like some morality into there. So I don't know why I started talking about that. No, it's just you were trying to give an example. So constantly questioning the thing. I don't know. I'm okay, more, constantly examine. I prefer that. All right then, Amber. <laughs> Yeah, it's oh, yeah. Heavy, heavy, isn't it? This sorry. One? It's between. Yeah, no, it's, it's between them. Between the uh, determined by their benefit to humanity oh, and um, 
Did I what? <laughs> <laughs> constantly examine what's moral and moral. I think you do need to constantly examine what's moral and moral as we find out more and that and things change. I mean, like they do need to be good for humanity, but then our ideas about what's good changes and evolves. Yeah, mm. I agree. I think it. We have to constantly examine. What so should is, I put constantly examine yes, for you? Yes, yeah. please. Okay. All around. Yeah. Okay. Let's go all around. Next question. Right. Um, uh, Paul, can you ask Amber this one, please? Yeah. What would what word would you use to describe yourself? Mm. So this is different to the previous one. Perfect. Self-controlled. Happy. I'm not really sure. Free. Loving. Self-examined. Or fun. How would you describe yourself? Jesus. You, you can't. Jesus is not one of the options. Oh, God. Fun, perfect. I'm not really sure. Happy, free, loving, self-controlled, self-examined. Um, I, I, I find happiness difficult, but I am happy and I strive for it always i think yeah. that's something very important to live your life by and i and i try to you know because in some ways you think you can become something if you say it and being happy is something that i always try to be because i'm not always happy i find it very difficult and sometimes i get very depressed so i would say mm. happy <laughs> even okay. though i'm fine i'm not happy a lot of the time yeah okay all right then uh i would say uh i can't say perfect self-controlled not always happy i try to be uh, I'm not really sure is quite a good one. Free, well, I've already established I don't think there's freedom mm. is, a, is an absolute concept. I don't think it really exists. Loving, uh, true, self-examined. I'm going to go for that one because I do think... Self-examined. I, I spend an awful lot of time trapped in my own head. That's good. Yeah, That's good. Okay, self-examined. I'm, I'm, I'm clicking it. Self-examined, self-examined as well. Okay. Okay, then. Is there a God or multiple gods? Easy. No. Is there a God or multiple gods? Yes, um, no, maybe don't know. I, I, I've, I, I, this is good. It's back, back to, the, to the original thing. Do you believe, do you believe, believe a God yeah, or is, is there? there one? Is, do you believe there is a God or is there a God? Well, I mean, um, I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know. Yeah. Do I believe we there all... is one? No. Is there one? I don't, don't know. know. All right. Or everyone don't know. Don't know then. Okay. Okay. Uh, Paul, what question or statement is most difficult or controversial for you? Okay. War can be justified. No question is hard to answer. Is there a God or are there gods? All questions are hard for me. (laughs) Uh, All questions are hard for me. What is right and wrong? What is life's meaning? What is real? And life is murder. Huh? Life is murder. It's not really a difficult statement or controversial (laughs) one. It's just nonsense. um, Just nonsense. Like old bollocks, isn't it, that one? Yeah. So, war can be justified. No question is hard to answer. Is there a God? All questions are hard for me. What's right and wrong? What's life's meaning? And what is real? And life is murder. What is life's meaning for me? What's life's meaning? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, fine. Amber? Um, uh, No question. Yeah, sure. What's life's meaning? What's life's meaning as well? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And for me, it's... uh, What's life's meaning as well? I don't, I don't okay. really know what it's, this is all about. Okay, I'm clicking it. Yeah, oh, calculating. Okay, it's calculating. So, so we've, got, we've got the results. Uh, oh no, wait, this is your result. Sorry, oh. I was laughing because I was like, "This is totally me." Hold on, hold on, hold on. But it's so, not. I think it's all the same. Right, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, the results are in. <laughs> the results are in. The results are in. I'm going to start with Paul. Paul. So Paul, apparently, your school of thought is skepticism. Yep. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what about totally. what about Amber's school skepticism. of skepticism and mine? Skepticism. We're all skeptics. <laughs> all right. Thanks for listening for an hour to have the same result. Thanks everyone. Goodbye. Skepticism <laughs> is means this: true knowledge or certainty in a particular area is impossible. Skeptics have an attitude or doubt or a disposition to incredulity, meaning not believing everything, either in general or towards a particular object. Maybe I just need to get a bit more... Um... Does, it doesn't tell you what the others are. I want to know what the others are yeah. as well. Okay, well, we'll find out. Don't ever do this quiz ever again. So, yeah, <laughs> no. Uh, Scepticism is, is a sceptical attitude. Doubt, doubting or qu- constantly questioning. Yeah. Is that what you got last time? Yeah. It is actually. I like. Have you got scepticism written with a K and then underneath with a C? Yeah, great. Uh, Good quiz. That's because scepticism with a C is the British English version. Scepticism with the K, I understand, is the American English. Isn't it with version. a Z? No. Not Sizism. in this case. Scepticism. Yeah. Uh, like. Okay. What what I need to do now is just quickly have a look at the other schools of thought. Um, all right. Hold on. Okay, so I've, I've Googled um, schools of uh, philosophical thought and I've come up with um, this page from the-philosophy.com. So we've got a few different things. Empiricism, that's a doctrine which stipulates that all knowledge comes from experience. Okay, all knowledge is based on the things that we experience. Okay, that's the idea that, you know, you know the earth is, is round or flat because you, you can yeah. see it. Oh. Rationalism, this is a theory which states that the human mind has principles or... Uh, knowledge independent of experience so there is this thing called rationalism or logic which exists outside of humans you know it's it's this this uh universal principle and that is what we need to follow that's the idea of following logic Mm. it's not just something that you learn through experience but it's something that exists independent of each individual person Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and it's a a set of principles so far i agree with both of those okay all right idealism this is a philosophical doctrine that denies the existence of the outside world and reduces it to representations of subjectivity so this means that the reality is only what we experience ourselves that's the idea of, you know, it's only what we touch, see, smell, taste. Mm-hmm. That is, is reality, and therefore it's utterly subjective. So mm-hmm. your reality is a completely different reality to the one that I experience. Yeah, so, I agree with that as well. Mm, yeah. Po- uh, positivism. This is the principle, of, uh, the principle of positivism is to refute any metaphysical sense of, to man's existence, focusing instead on science and objective and seeking human laws. These don't sound like they match the descriptions. Uh, uh, what? Science and... Okay, fine. Stoicism. Stoicism is both a theory of the universe and of morality. Stoic wisdom is defined as knowledge of the cosmos. All right, thanks for that one. Structuralism. The existence of underlying structures can explain all social activities. To uncover these, structuralism aims to go beyond empirical facts. Okay. Uh, uh, existentialism. Um, it's a philosophy of existence that rejects the priority of the essence. Oh. Oh, God. oh, for Christ's sake. <laughs> we're going to end the podcast Oh, on my this. God. Do you not need to go to a, uh, your thing? No, we're not. It's, it's, um, it's been cancelled today. Oh, okay. Yeah. We did have a, uh, a prenatal class arranged today, which was going to be all about the subjects of contractions <laughs> and, and understanding contractions and, and when the contractions begin. And, and, um, Poor 
boring. Those prenatal stuff. classes, so prenatal boring classes, yeah. and pointless. How many of you are there in these classes? Have you well, been it to depends. Them? It yeah. d- depends each time. But like the last one I went to, there were th- uh, two other couples, French. Okay. Mm. Everything's done in French. Yeah. Mm. So I'm s- I'm sitting there not understanding what's going on, <laughs> thinking I should know all the I should be able to understand this, but I can't. And um, that last time they went round and introduced themselves. Yeah. Everyone introduced themselves in French, and I was the last person. And by the time I got to introduce myself, all the French people had done it, obviously in French. And the, the, the women, the three women who were there, who, are, let's face it, are the important people in, this, in yeah. these meetings, they'd introduce themselves. So by the time it got to me, I just could smell it in the air. No one cared. <laughs> <laughs> we're like, we don't, like, move on. We're like, yeah, we don't care. Some guy, we don't care. So I was just like, bon, uh, you know, bonjour, je m'appelle Luc. Voilà. And everyone was fine with it. They were like, they weren't like, no, we need to know more. They're yeah. like, okay, fine. In fact, they weren't even listening. I could have just said anything. <laughs> I don't think they noticed that my French wasn't very good. And, and as a result, like they they all seemed to think that I was understanding everything. And sometimes the, you know, the midwife would ask me, you know, <laughs> what do you think, Luke? And I'd be like, uh. and I I've discovered that if I just wait long enough here in France, if I just wait long enough and look like I'm thinking, someone else will say something, right? <laughs> <laughs> because in, in France, you know, uh, people uh, are less comfortable with silence. Yeah. Like, like in Japan, a bit of silence in a conversation is fine. It's okay. They can tolerate it. In fact, you know, they, they tolerate it more than the English. The English, we can tolerate a bit of silence in our conversations. Really? Not too much. A little bit. Oh, some, yeah. we, we don't interrupt each other that much. No. Whereas in France, I feel like people's tolerate, tolerance of silence is much lower. And so people inter- interrupt each other all the time. A lot right. more than, than yeah, they yeah, do yeah. in England and certainly in Japan. So I've just, I can use that to my advantage. If, if I uh, don't have anything to say or if I don't want to say anything, I'll just wait and look like I'm thinking. And eventually someone will just interrupt. Mm. That's a funny story to I, I tell on stage. I like that. I should tell that, that, that one. That is a good story. Yeah. That's a bit, it's that's kind a bit of the like Alexander, me, which is funny. Alex Van Walsen's wait. It, it is like Alex's joke about just wait yeah. and the mm. person will, will eventually um, yeah, say, yeah. well, okay, because it's you, we'll... But, yeah, but, but is, kind the, of, not really. I don't know. It's just one of those things the where... The thing about these prenatal classes is they spend a long time explaining stuff to you and you think, I don't know how my heart works and it still works and they're sort of like oh and this is going to happen and you think it doesn't make any difference like I don't, I don't know what's going on it's just going to happen on its own they really should be telling you how to dress a baby like they're like here's a baby I'm like what do babies wear don't know I was like I was phoning people like what do I dress a baby in like what clothes do they wear what do yeah. you, I feel like there's so much pre-information yeah. unnecessary pre-information I guess what they're thinking okay. is that the, the birth itself is a potentially dangerous event. And, it is dangerous. And, it's and terribly so, dangerous. So they've got that, 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 all the information is weighted towards the moment of birth. But then once the birth's been done, you need to deal with all of the stuff afterwards. Like, for example, how to keep a three-year-old happy. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I want to go home. Yeah. I think it's time to stop. Well, um, I hope desperately that uh, my audience uh, found something useful. <laughs> in, that, in, was, that was dense. Uh, Are you going to put the link to that? To that to the yeah. Brilliant quiz. You've got to put it in because otherwise yeah. they're not following it at the same time. Oh, I mean, it's too late to what you maybe in the preamble when you do the intro to this podcast, just you tell need them to tell them to follow the what's thing. the name of your friend? Tell him not to listen to that one Which, when they wrote the letter. Oh, Inyaki, tell him skip this one, Inyaki. Okay, it's a nightmare. <laughs> we'll definitely end in divorce. Yeah. Okay, all right. Well, anyway, <laughs> I'll put he'll a have link. a debate with his wife and then he'll actually get divorced. I'll put a link on the uh, website. It was interesting. I do think philosophy is interesting, I but nonetheless, yeah, I think it was a heavy one. I yeah, it's definitely a heavy one. Well, so. I think I was expecting. Uh, 
uh, uh, uh, uh, a quiz. Uh, how do you say dinde in English? Worthy. Worthy. Of. Yeah, I was. Um, I was looking for a quiz worthy of the topic because the mm. topic was a heavy one and the discussions were great. But I feel like the the, the actual whoever wrote the quiz let us down a little See, bit. When there. I saw this before, when I came across it on Facebook once and I saw it before, I, I thought, hey, that's great. And that's going to be great for a philosophical conversation with Amber and Paul. That'll be brilliant. Mm. And, um, and then going through it then this time, when you actually get down to the discussion, it's very frustrating because you realise the questions are just annoying. Yeah. yeah. And, and it, it doesn't really allow you to have a proper discussion. Uh, I think what would have been more interesting is to have a look at just like one or two together with a couple of like examples because you know the example that you were saying about the the car how you sort of charge you know the ethics that they're grappling with now yeah. with artificial intelligence it's fascinating I mean and that, those kind of examples or specific examples they, I mean they're great and like how you sort of mm. deal with them practical examples yes mm. We'll okay. know for next time. We'll try next time. We'll, try we'll, next time. We'll, we'll have some... some. I reckon you could do a whole podcast on that whole Cars. automated car yeah. thing. Mm. Okay. Right, Exces- we'll, yeah, anyway. We'll All right, then. Time. Well, guys, th- th- thanks for talking to me anyway. And uh, have a nice rest of the day. Thank you. Thank you very much. Good luck with the little man. Yes. And uh, you got a show tonight? Uh, I don't. It's, I've, got a, I've got like a week off, man. I'm so happy. It's great. But yes. I do have to think about... Two episodes that we're shooting next week oh, yes. instead of one. Well, so take the evening off. Just, just relax. Yeah, I might do. Yeah. Okay. All right, then. All right. Well, you're going to say goodbye to my listeners. Yeah. Uh, right. Thanks, listeners. Goodbye. Thanks for listening. All right. Cheers. Bye. 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 So that was Amber, Paul, and me having a confusing conversation. There, confusing the people of the world uh, with that conversation. I told you that would be a heavy one didn't I? I did say that. I was like, oh, I think this might be confusing, but I think you should listen to it anyway, because, uh, well, who am I to who am I to decide what you find confusing and what you don't find confusing? I just say that from professional experience of having met many learners of English over the years and knowing the kinds of things that you, they, can follow and can't. So anyway, I thought that would be a tough one, but you're still here, aren't you? You are Are you okay? Yeah, you're okay. Are you still alive? Hello? You, yes, good. You you're still conscious. Hello, come back to reality. That's right. Come back. Come back. Come back into the light. Okay, good. You're back. Excellent. So, if you found that conversation difficult to follow and yet you are still listening, I just want to say well done for staying the distance and sticking with it all the way through here to the end. Some people didn't, you know. Some people didn't get here. Uh, Some people just gave up at some point and they didn't make it to this point. And frankly, those people, well, they're just just generally weaker, probably at a genetic level or something. Just just the weak weaklings who didn't make it this far, you know. I think uh, we should just let them go, you know, because... They're generally just the weak ones who will probably die out in the next evolutionary stage anyway. So there, you know, it's just a way of like cutting, cutting out some of the weak, cutting the, cutting out some of the, 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 the chaff. What are you talking about, Luke? I don't know. Anyway, so I don't mean to say that you should feel glad that some members of our species just won't make it. Um, but rather that you can just feel good that you the ones who have made it through to this part of the episode, um, if if listening to podcasts is any way of judging this, you are the stronger ones of the species and you will survive. Your, your, you know, your bloodline will carry on. Assuming you 
you know, have children, um, I don't know if listening to this podcast is going to help you with that. Maybe because you, you, you're going to learn English, you're going to complete, you're going to f- have completed this episode, which will give you a nice sense of satisfaction and a little confidence boost. Yeah, I got to the end of the episode and I understood a lot of it. There's some things I didn't understand, but I'm only human. This is what you're thinking. But I've made it to the, the end of this episode. I'm feeling good, feeling confident, and there's nothing more attractive than confidence. Don't you agree? A confident person, not overconfident, not to the point of it being a problem, but someone who's just confident in their own abilities, for example, their ability to understand episodes of this podcast all the way through to the end, you're going to just have like this core of confidence in you, which is going to make you much more attractive. And also your English abilities will be better, which will mean that you'll just be much more competitive compared to the others. And so this puts you in a, a much stronger position in terms of evolution, that you'll be more capable of passing on your genes to the next generation and more capable of surviving, you know, if 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 we had to choose, you know, which people to keep and which people to get rid of, thankfully we don't have to choose. But if we did, you'd probably be in the let's keep these people category because uh, just because of the general quality that you've displayed today. <laughs> I'm really buttering you up at this point. But um, really, I think you should feel glad that uh, you've made it to this point. This point in the podcast where some people just gave up at, uh, earlier than this. So well done. Um, now... Please leave us your comments in the comments section. What's up with you? What are you thinking? What's going on in your brain, head, mind? We would like to know. And when I say we, I mean the collective consciousness and the entire human race on a metaphysical level, not just me and the other members of the comments section crew, but I'm talking on behalf of the human race. We would like to know what you think at this moment. So please leave your thoughts in the comments section on the website. Basically, write something in the comments section and express yourself in English. The podcast will be back doing it in your eardrums soon. Thank you for listening. Take it easy. Take it easy out there in Podland. Here are six things left for me to say in this episode. Thing number one, get the Luke's English Podcast app. It's free and there's loads of cool stuff in it that you can't get anywhere else. All the cool kids are using it. The Luke's English Podcast app is available from uh, the App Store, the Google Play Store. Second thing, sign up to the mailing list on the website to get email notifications of new stuff on the website, like all the cool kids do. All the cool kids have um, signed up to the mailing list and are using the app. Third thing, just give yourself another slap on the back for getting this far in the episode. Well done, you. Uh, Fourth thing, write something in the comments section, and that includes the word something, if you like. Uh, fifth thing, check out my sponsor italki for some one-to-one lessons and the chance to talk about whatever you want with your own teacher or conversation partner in English. Um, and don't forget that nice offer that they have for you. Free lesson when you buy some talking time. Teacherloop.co.uk slash talk or an italki logo on the website. That's how you get the, the discount, you see. If you just go to italki, you won't get the discount. You have to go through my special link. And then uh, sixthly, it's not really a word, uh, sixth thing, consider, you could consider sending me a donation by clicking a donate button on the website using PayPal. It would be a sincere and practical way to thank me for my continuing efforts to help you with your English in many real ways. 
But anyway, take care. And for now, goodbye. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. If you enjoyed this episode of Luke's English Podcast, consider signing up for Luke's English Podcast Premium. You'll get regular premium episodes with stories, vocabulary, grammar, and pronunciation teaching from me, and the usual moments of humour and fun. Plus, with your subscription, you will be directly supporting my work and making this whole podcast project possible. For more information about Luke's English Podcast Premium, go to teacherluke.co.uk slash premium info.